welcome, welcome, everybody. I'm glad to be here today. Sharon Fincher and Nicole Denson for the Cat's Meow podcast. It's our first show. It's our first podcast together, and we're pretty excited about it. Uh, we have a lot of great things coming up, a lot of great things that we want to talk about and people that we want to talk about and events that we want to talk about and everything uh, regarding the community and uh, what's going on in the community, who's in the community, and what the community is doing. So, happy to be here. It's July 8, 2018. We've been preparing for this for a while. We've been on the radio once or twice, but this is our own thing, and uh, we really hope everybody enjoys it. So, we want to go into just saying a little bit about ourselves, and I'm going to let Nicole talk about who she is and what she does and all of the phenomenal things that she does all the goodness no 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 (laughs) hi everybody welcome to the cat's meow ow (laughs) (laughs) um if a lot of you have already heard uh, me on radios i am um you know i I tell it like a t-i-t is it's an old saying from the south uh i really like to be open and i'm very excited sharon and i have been talking about doing this podcast for a very long time and uh we're always on like someone else's radio show or speaking for someone else and this was a a great opportunity for us to actually have our own platform Uh, so a little bit about me of course i'm a detroit proud native uh and uh 80s baby Found out I'm not a millennial. Found that out yesterday. No, I'm not. Is it, am I exennial? Actually. You made up a word because y'all don't want to nope. be affiliated. <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But, um, yes, I'm an 80s baby. <laughs> I'm not a millennial. And um, I grew up on the west side of Detroit, Seven Mile. What's uh, that? Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, just growing up in the city of Detroit, uh, I just, I can't leave it. I mean, even when I left, I, I mean, I went to Detroit Performing Arts High School. It was a wonderful high school. I love the arts. And so I just think there's no coincidence that I'm here on this podcast. Um, I love visual arts, but I also love music and I love uh, dance. And so just being in that culture just, just taught me so much. And so I went, went to Michigan State you know for about four or five years you know how we do up there and you know a lot of people leave Detroit and they don't come back Mm -hmm. I made it my mission to come back to the city of Detroit because it means so much to me Um, both of my parents actually came from the south to uh, make a better way for the whole entire family uh, and also you know dealing with the motor industry GM Ford all that that's how Mm -hmm. my family came up here so I felt like you know, it was it meant for it meant something for me to come back. Um, so when I what I did was I started working the last fifteen years uh, in activism, uh, dealing with uh, you know sex crimes, domestic violence, a lot of sad sad things you know. And and but the great thing is that I saw a lot of humility and love and people and resilience in the city of Detroit that a lot of people don't think. Um, that is here. Um, so, about the last 15 years, I've been working in nonprofit, and it's taught me so much. Um, but yet again, I have this background of just wanting to be connected in the community in different ways. And these, let's say, last year, I've really been able to um, consider myself, and others consider me as an activist. So, um, 
I am a part of the LGBT community. Um, that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about um, and have the cast meow. I'll let Sharon talk a little bit more about <laughs> why that's called that. Um, yeah. But uh, to me, this was a great way for us to um, get away from some of the negativity um, that's always talked about with, with Detroit and the work we do and, and really celebrate um, the good. So, you know. Yes. What about you, Sharon? Tell us um, a little bit I'm Sharon. I'm from Detroit. That's about it. No. Um, let's see. I do a lot of stuff. I'm kind of all over the place. I think I might have like a ADD or something. Like I need to be doing different things in order to feel fine. I don't like to sit still. So I kind of have my hand in a lot of things. But I am also a member of the LGBT community. I represent us masculine and center lesbians. Shouts out to us. Two-finger clap. And um, like Nicole was saying... We just really wanted to do something where we could talk about things in the community and just things going on, period, and really give a perspective from our community because we don't really feel like a lot of times that, that we have a voice or that the things that are concerning to us are really portrayed the right way or delivered the right way. So we just wanted to uh, take this opportunity to go ahead and, and have this podcast and talk about the stuff in the community and just stuff, period. It's a lot going on in the world right now. You know, um, the cat's meow. So when I tell people the name, you know, when we talk about the name of, of where the cat's meow came from, you know, it, it, people's minds start shooting off into different directions and a lot of things come up. And I guess, you know, when we looked up what the cat's meow was, mm-hmm. we looked up um, some of the things and images and, and we were a little tickled by that and that was cute. And it was really interesting how the name came up. I mean, it's a hot name. I love the name, but remember how the name came up? Me and Piper was just outside talking, uh-huh. and we were, like, throwing out names or whatever. And honestly, literally, I saw a cat run past. <laughs> and I was like, the cat's meow. And we all loved it. And Piper was like, cool, cool, cool. And um, like I said, after that, then we started looking up what it means. And I think... All of those meanings and everything are very fitting for what we're talking about and very fitting for our personalities and and uh, the way that this podcast is going to go. So use your imagination <laughs> when you think about what the cat's meow could mean, um, especially by us being members of the the rainbow community. The rainbow community. <laughs> the rainbow community. The happy people. The gay people, yeah. We're the happy people. So... Shout out to Piper Carter, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Piper's amazing. Piper's the dopest. She uh, she has a lot going on, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and we started this because you and I came to Piper's podcast with Mahogany, and we were sitting around talking, and it just kind of just flowed, and we was just like, I want a podcast. And then we talked to Kari, and it's like, boom, here you go. So, you know, that was a nice experience, and here we are today. So I'm very excited about it. And um, like I said, we're just going to be talking about a lot of things. Another thing that we want to do is we want to have people from the community on. Because we know a lot of people, either in the community or allies of the community, or just people doing a lot of different things in the community. You know, I like alternative stuff like gardening and and arts. Yeah, you're like a gay black Martha Stewart. Yeah, I'm like a gay black Martha Stewart. I don't like like regular (laughs) stuff. Like I like like alternative stuff. And as I get older, you know, I like to, like, feel my hands in the dirt. So I enjoy Yeah, Zaza, come on. <laughs> That's the gay man inside of me. Um. 
By the way, her nickname is Zaza. My nickname is Queen. Yeah. Zaza. K-Q-U-E-E-N. Yeah. Zaza is the gay man inside of me. You know another thing that's funny that happens when I like when I'm out and you you've been with me a couple times like if I'm shopping, you know like we'll go somewhere to like grab something and then I'm like you know I'll like be like well what about this or what about this and it's funny because the people the people in the store not the people that work at the store, but it's been a couple of times like people who are in the store think that I work there, oh, because yeah. I'm oh, sitting yeah. up matching up clothes and oh, things yeah. are flying and that's Zaza so oh, yeah. Zaza come out yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah. So, and you know what's funny? So I identify. She identifies as masculine center. I identify as bi, sometimes queer, and it's so funny because we'll see a man and he'll be dressed nice, and I'm like, oh, you know, he's fine. He's like, mm. oh yeah, I'm looking at his accessories. I'm be like, oh, that's a really good pants. It's a really good shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And then, you know, at the same time, I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's nice. I guess I dig it. I get it. Yeah, I look at their accessories and like shoes and, <laughs> and cute hats and stuff like that. Like, I love dudes, though. I just don't want to sleep with them. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I don't. Y'all can have all that for yourselves. <laughs> More for you. More for you. I don't want all that. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm over here. I'm staying in this yard over here. In this, in that lane. I'm staying in that lane. You still didn't tell us much about you. You said what you were a Detroiter. I'm a Detroiter. You MOC? You gotta tell I'm us MOC. more than that. I don't really feel like I'm that. Okay, oh, let me see. You, you're very interesting. Just <laughs> because I don't think I am. I um, I think I'm an activist too. So I've been labeled ass. Oh, I think I'm an activist too, so I've been labeled as. Um, I've always done a lot of work within the LGBT community, especially like the kids, because, you know, growing up, um, my mother was not accepting of my lifestyle. And so it was very difficult for me to like be my true authentic self. So I did a lot of hiding and, and, and all of this stuff just for her to make her comfortable and honestly, like, you know, who wanted to have that lifestyle, especially when people's attitude about the lifestyle was so negative. So when I got a, when I got to be an adult and, and got away from all of that, you know, put some distance between myself and my mother, um, I started to embrace myself. And my passion has really been the kids. I now sit on the uh, board of directors for the Ruth Ellis Center one of the most phenomenal organizations in the whole country that caters absolutely to LGBT youth. And they also house LGBT youth that have been abandoned by their families because of their sexuality and things like that. Um, So when I work with those kids, I really try to connect with them, you know, on things that are interesting to them and also share my story and, and try to get them to understand that this is not the end. It's a difficult time right now. I know it's hard, but there is an out. So, um, I've always been very passionate about that. Let's see. You say I'm interested. Let me see. I just do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I write stuff for the paper sometimes. Um, I do different projects, working on a documentary, working on a book. And it's not so much just for, like, people to see. It's kind of just, like, um, my way of, of getting my story out. My way of, it's like a, a healing thing for me. You know, it's kind of therapeutic. You know, I saw this quote on Instagram that made me think of us <laughs> mm-hmm. um, by Lena 
uh, I want to pronounce her last name. Is this the, right. the, the woman that everybody's in love with now? Yeah, Lena uh, Waif. Everybody, everybody quotes her. Shout out, Lena. Everybody quote me. Lena, Lena. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she cute, too. Hey, what's uh, up, Lena? I hear her. Okay. okay. Um, she says, I'm happy to be the light at the end of the tunnel for some young black queer kid. And I had to put that on my Instagram because, you know, when I see the work you do and a lot of people tell me the work I do, it wasn't a lot of people in the past for us to really look at as mm. examples. They were out there, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. just to live in, like, a, a space where you feel so, um, so brave enough after so much hurt. And I know a lot of people have good coming out stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not some of those people. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, <laughs> so, you know, and, and when you put in all of the intersections of us being black women, mothers, um, in the LGBT community, all of these things, you know, you want to just be that showcase to show people that it's positive coming up. And mm -hmm. that sounds like that's something you're definitely doing. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you say, oh, am I interested? I mean, I think you you're know, humble, but. You, you know why I say that, though? Because work doesn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I have had this discussion of where I do what I do because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I do what I do. And at the end of my day, every day, whether I'm at work, like on the clock at work or, or not, I have helped someone. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that. So it's very satisfying and it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. So, and it's also just who I am. Like, I haven't just started doing these things. I've been doing these things for a long time. I just got a job that pays me to do the things that I do. So I don't, and, and, you know, people think that I'm busy all the time, but a lot of what I do now is things that I used to do volunteer-wise, mm -hmm. just because that's what I was passionate about. So I don't do a lot of things for recognitions. I guess sometimes I do things, I don't even realize what I'm doing is just in me to do. Um, but I will give a shout-out to my fraternity, Alpha Psi Kappa Fraternity Incorporated. That's another thing that I'm part of. It's an amazing organization. Look us up online, www.alphasidekappa.org. Alpha Psi Kappa is one of the oldest LGBT Greek-lettered organizations. We are not um, educational. I mean, not, not to say that the bros aren't educated, but we're a community service-based organization. We're a national organization. We're a 501c3 organization. So that's also something that I'm um, proud to be a part of. One of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life Check us out. My brothers are phenomenal. I talk about them all the time. I got the dopest brothers in the world. They do some amazing stuff. That's so, awesome. <clears throat> I guess as the podcast goes on and we talk about different things, we talk about different people, um, things that we do are going to actually come out and uh, talk about stuff and experiences and, and you know, things like that. Um, what we wanted to do for this particular podcast, our first show, is just kind of, you know, give you an idea of who we are and why we wanted to do this, and things that um, you can look forward to coming from us, right? <laughs> of course. Mm -hmm. One thing you didn't talk about, and I know Nicole is like way more into this than I am, is the women's rights, because we also want to talk about women's rights and different things that we do with that. And Nicole was one of the organizers of the Mutar Kelly Detroit, her Kalima, Y'all like shutting him down all across the country. <laughs> the man can't get a gig to save his life, which is good for him. 
but um, you and Kalima were very instrumental in making sure that happened, and, and you all did a phenomenal job here in Thank Detroit. You. Yeah, you're like y'all should be real proud of yourselves with that. Thank you. Y'all, you um, helped too. Yeah, it was y'all thing, though. You know, I helped, but it was just amazing what y'all did and the support that y'all had. What was real interesting was the support that you had that came from just not the people that you... The people that I thought would have been on board to, like, be supportive of mm -hmm. it were the people that were just bastards. Mm -hmm. Just assholes. Mm -hmm. Then it was the other people, and then people had a problem with them being on board. So, right. I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, so one of my favorite uh, activists is Angela Davis. Yes. So anytime, you know, I'm feeling down, I mean, like I said, I've been doing this work for a very long time, uh, and it can be taxing on you, and, and that's why I like having this podcast as a break. Mm -hmm. um, but it always says, you know, black women are in desperate need of an anti-rape movement. So in the city of Detroit, as you all know, um, as far as women's rights, uh, we have a very high sexual assault epidemic. We've had the untested rape kits. Um, I've been a, being a champion for all of the rights of women, men, and children, but in particular, African-American women, and I do that unapologetically. Uh, anybody got a problem with it, kick rocks. Um, that is something that I feel, uh, especially with black women that are identify as trans, uh, that we will be doing a lot of talking about. Um, on this show because I believe the most marginalized if we can help those women we can help those people us then we'll help a lot of other people in the nation so mm -hmm. uh, women's rights um, it's not gonna be the cliche women's rights uh, classist women's rights such as uh, I hate to say it equal pay maternity mm -hmm. we'll get there but I'm <laughs> my sisters we are basically trying to live every day and not get raped hurt robbed carjacked so you know when i talk about women's rights it's not going to be your cookie cutter white feminist wash no it's no feminism <laughs> it might be a little bit now we're we gonna get in we're gonna get into that too you know because as black women a lot of us don't consider ourselves feminist no well, some of us consider ourselves womenist mm -hmm. and so we'll talk about that as well because you know um, being a feminist uh, a lot of black women just because of the history Mm -hmm. um, of how the feminist movement was even brought to light, right. it didn't include, include African-American women. Um, so, I, you know, myself and Kalima Johnson, who is a, a executive director of and founder of Sasha Center, uh, which is the African-American sexual assault organization here in Detroit, we did start up the Mute R. Kelly Detroit. And a lot of it was because I was pissed the hell off, you know, <laughs> On Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, one of my family members ended up trying to go to the show. I was like, oh, for real? We doing that? We doing right. that? You know, um, and, and it turned into something larger, uh, and it really made an impact. And it was right when the Me Too movement was really, really hitting off. Uh, and so we wanted to show that, you know, um, you know, ain't I a woman? You know, y'all, y'all, join the shout out to join the truth. Absolutely, I love to join the truth, man. That 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 speech. I was about to call it a poem. That speech is the dopest thing ever, isn't it? Though? I want it on a shirt, and I just want to wear it every day. Like, come on now. Why? Yeah. What was the joiner do? That should be a shirt. It should be. It should, it should be. Pull a podium somewhere and start talking. And that's a lot what we do. It is. <laughs> let me ask you this, though. So let me ask you this, because we're talking about all of the stuff that we're doing. And, you know, I talk to people sometimes, and they're like, you know, I don't think I could do any of that. Like, what makes you feel confident enough 
to just do the things that you're doing. Because you and I will be like, like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I just do stuff. But what? then, you know, like, what makes you feel confident enough or driven enough to do some of the things that you, or to do the things that you do? Because when I was a little girl, there wasn't nobody out there, like, championing for me, speaking for me, showing me, mm-hmm. you know, um, on the outside. I had that inner familiar uh, strength, like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, I knew, like, my mother was powerful. I knew, you know, my cousins and people that I saw, um, a lot of them are survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. So I felt like I was doing it, you know, like, even when I felt like I was going to shake my boots, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I got to get up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I pushed through it because of those um, thousands of women I possibly have helped who mm-hmm. have, like, went through something traumatic. So I was like, if they can get through that, then I can open up my mouth. But I think the scariest moment I had was um, at the Women's March. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking, and it was thousands of people. And um, they said, oh, okay, Nicole, you're up first. I said, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> wait. Right. And I had that sheet of paper, and I just was like, you know, I have to make an impact. Like, mm-hmm. I have to. And and a lot of times when I talk, like, I, I'll, and you know this, like, I'll really prepare the shit out of something. Like, and you don't even say stuff. And I don't even say it. That's why I'd be like, why are you preparing the future? You ain't going to use it. <laughs> I know, but it's just the intent. And I've mm-hmm. been collecting them. You know, it's the intent that I have in preparing because anytime you get comfortable with with speaking in, in, in whatever field or whatever genre you're in, then mm-hmm. you need to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be nervous because you want to do your best, your mm-hmm. very best. So I do get nervous when I get up there. Oh. And I was really nervous. Mm. But then, you know, when I watch it, it doesn't look like it. But deep inside, and that's why I always tell people, like, you know, I'm really an introvert. You sounded like a Baptist preacher. Uh, yeah, my mom said I did, too. Good evening, I don't... everyone. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Good How you doing? Good afternoon. What about you? <laughs> um... I think growing up, I was kind of, I was a pleaser. I think, um, you know, I just wanted to make everybody happy. What did I do? Is it okay? Okay. I just wanted to make everybody happy. I didn't want everybody to be uncomfortable. Am I okay? Okay. Okay. Um, So a lot of things that I felt I might have kept to myself. My son gave me a lot of strength, actually. Um, I felt like if I wasn't going to speak up, like what kind of example would that be for him? And I don't know, like I wasn't comfortable with it at first, but now I, you know, I, I talk, I don't have a problem. Um, sometimes, um, when the fraternity gets together and something has to be said, they'll ask and I'm good with like on the spot, um, I just feel like God gave me a voice. God gave me a platform. It's my duty to use it and to use it in a correct way. There have been people that I heard speak my favorite. When I got to the point of wanting to to do public speaking, I went and watched Nikki Giovanni. Mm. Nikki Giovanni came to Wayne State. Somebody gave me a ticket. I don't remember who it was. And they were like, well, Nikki Giovanni, she's one of my favorite poets. Like, she's just so dope. She got thug life on her. On her, uh, yeah, she loved Tupac. So I went to see her speak, and like she was doing poems, but she was just telling stories, and it wasn't 
so structured and whitewashed and politically correct. She was talking. And she was just talking about how she felt. She talked about Bill Cosby, and this was some years ago. She couldn't stand Bill Cosby. Um, and she was just telling these stories, and it was just so raw. And just and, and, and as I looked around the crowd, everybody was so engaged. And I was like, she got us. Like, everything that she's saying, like, we're hung on every word. But it was so valid what she was saying. And I was just like, that has to be an amazing feeling. You know what I'm saying? And, and I want to do that one day. But I want to make sure that whatever I'm saying is valid. It's a point to it. And people can learn from it and it can help them, whether it heal them, empower them, or whatever. And I think when I saw her that gave me that extra oomph to just go out and, and just start running my mouth. I used to live, well, I'm from here, but I moved to Kansas City. I moved to Kansas City, and I used to get on a radio show here and there, wherever, do some speaking. Um, but I always wanted to, like, have a podcast or a radio show or something like that. And I always wanted it to be centered around the LGBT community. So I guess everything was just practice, mm-hmm. and here we are. And now it's time to, you know, show up and show out. So. Well, it worked. We see. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, it's it's been a pleasure. Like, we've been friends for a little over a year. About a year and a half. year and a half, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at a Detroit, um, the Detroit Police uh, LGBT advisory board. Advisory board. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Officer Danny, Danny. Woods, Corporal, Corporal Danny, Danny Woods. Um, but it's been really cool to have like I call her my ace. Um, so I watched her uh, just continuously uh, be brave and develop and uh, just reach a lot of people and do it in a way where people looked at our community differently. Um, just because she was authentically who she she is. So, um, you know, I'm just happy that all those things um, are coming to fruition because sometimes when we're in the thick of whatever we're going through, mm-hmm. we don't see the light at the end of the, the tunnel. We just no. think we're going to give up. Um, and to have, like, a friend where we both have been through some obstacles and been pushing each other, um, and to be like it's settling down, like mm-hmm. we <laughs> we're out of the storm of things, and you know being mothers is hard, you know, because oh, people yeah. say this <laughs> the surface of you know activist and uh, you know board member, director, all these titles we have, but the most important title is mother, mm-hmm. and I you know it resonated with me when you said you know that your son changed your life because my daughter is continuously changing my life. Um, I have a four-year-old, um, and she is one of the most sassiest four-year-olds ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet she just really makes me um, brave in what I try and what I do and to live, you know, my authentic self because she's watching, mm-hmm. you know. So that really yeah. rang true. Um, and, yeah. I've, I mean, I've really, I mean, I've, she's made me change my hair. Like, <laughs> she the boss of you. You know, like, she, you know, from the inside to the out, like, she has, like, really impacted my life. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing about the cast meow. We gonna, you know, laugh, joke, but we also gonna talk about some, some you know, some yeah. influential and inspirational people. Yeah. Um, as Speaking well. of that, so we both, so 
aside from my son, there have been people, and I think you and I had a conversation about this earlier when we were preparing, and we were, I was just talking about, like, the people that God sprinkle. I say it's mm. like teasers. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my grandmother. I had um, my first girlfriend's mother who ended up being like a mother to me and a grandmother to my son. Her name was Grace Scruggs. I had um, Pat, and Pat is still with us. And I, you know what? I'm going to take Pat to lunch because Pat was so phenomenal growing up to have Pat there. And I don't call her enough, and I'm going to change that. But Pat is still here. I love you, Pat. Pat Henderson. I'm going to put it in my calendar. (laughs) I do call her periodically and say I love you, but Pat is great. And then there's Tracy, and and we just buried my friend the other day. And here's the thing, because we, we talk about the kids and everything but again you have those little people that God just kind of throws and I was like getting pissed because I'm like well why you take them away mm-hmm. and you said because they've given you what they were supposed to they've mm-hmm. done their jobs so and now they gotta go rest and I still feel like it's unfair but that's between God and and them mm-hmm. but um when I came out so Tracy's sister her youngest sister and I were friends I met her through my best friend Nikita and when I came out uh, Tracy became like a support system for me and it wasn't until she passed like I knew that but it wasn't until she passed that I started reflecting on all that stuff and I was like man she was there through the bulk of that like we talked every day mm-hmm. sometimes for a couple hours we hang out she was she was just a beautiful person and so when I saw her son at the funeral, you know, everybody was saying how fun she was and this, that, and the other. And her son's a gay man. He's a beautiful, beautiful guy. He's a, He designs clothes and he lives in New York. But I wanted to let him know the impact that his mother had on me. And I wanted him to know the things that I do today. Because without those people that I named, I think they helped shape me. And, and they gave me strength and made me love myself and be comfortable in my skin to even do stuff like this yeah. and I don't think we give enough uh, recognition to people like that mm-hmm. you know I'm a firm believer like you can help me with a sentence in a paper I'm going to give you a shout out that's just who I am but when I started thinking about all of that like it became real important to me to acknowledge these people because they really had a huge impact on the person that I am today. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing without them. So whoever I reach and the people that I talk to and the kids that we help, all of that stuff wouldn't have happened without them. Who are some people that have impacted you like that? Uh, first of all, that's beautiful. Just um, acknowledging Tracy and the legacy. Ashe, by the way. Yeah. Uh, whew, the people that have inspired me. Um, you got a chance to meet some of those people. That's my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my family came into town about uh, about two weeks ago, and <laughs> all I do is work, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't just work, 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 work. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, it helped me reflect on what's really important. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the good thing is we got together for my aunt's birthday and not a funeral. Right. And we kept saying that. Um, my family came out from Tennessee, and so um, it was just beautiful to see them. Uh, one of the people who I admire um, is, uh, her name is Yolanda. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Yolanda is my, my my bigger cousin, my big sister. Uh, she was fly. She flat in the mug. So, <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, I had kind of that ugly duckling stage. I think I didn't grow out of it a little bit now. But I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had these glasses and these braces, and I was very shy. Um, my household was and sometimes abusive. And so sometimes I, I really struggled with who I was. I had like a bully Mm-hmm. You know what's funny too? Like I still see my bully. Her name is Jennifer. And well, she was beating you up, or she? Nah, just, she. Just you know, stuff? she was just talking stuff, <laughs> okay. man. She was just. She was an evil. She's an evil human being. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted you to still say see that. Her? Yeah, I Are still see her. No. Oh. No. Well, what's her name? Jennifer. Shout out Jennifer. You getting <laughs> called out on the podcast? <laughs> she made you know. Rawr! She. <laughs> she. <laughs> She made me stronger, though. She made me stronger. And on that, give her a certificate. On that note, you know, she I actually staged my first, um, like, protest or demonstration um, on a, uh, on the, what's it, what's it called, like, the swing? I had, like, a swing set, you, you know. You did it for her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old were you? I was, like, maybe eight. <laughs> it was, like, because all my cousins, we was in the backyard I'm or whatever. in the boat. Yeah, we know she ain't like grass. She was allergic to grass, so I staged like a whole bunch of... Are you about to say something incriminating? <laughs> Did something happen to this girl? The statue of limitations oh, is up. She's still Christ. good. She's still good. We threw grass on her, though. I oh, staged wow. it, and she she left me alone after that. I'm sure Shout out to, to Jennifer. Shout out, Jennifer. I'm glad you're breathing in that room. <laughs> Damn. No, but, you know, my cousin Yolanda... Um, she just was fearless, you know. She um, was a hard worker. She had two children. Um, she didn't went through a lot in her life, and just watching her go through everything she had to go through really was um, an inspiration to me because I didn't never see anybody do it as fly as her. Mm-hmm. Do everything that just nobody thought she can do as a single mother, mm-hmm. and she just keeps going. Like, no matter what life throws her way. Um, so she was definitely an influence to me. And, of course, my mother. Like, my mother is influential to me. And, you know, one of the things that I felt it would be important is to do this LGBT um, component to our series is because, you know, my mom and me have always been best friends. Yet, when I was 19 and I came out, you know, I had just left Michigan State for a semester, um, and my mom found out. And my coming out story, I mean, my mom, it was very hard, some of the things she said, you know. But after, what, 10 years later, you know, my mom is very uh, accepting of who I am. Uh, yet at times she's like, oh, I wish, you know, you would date a guy or, you know, I wish this or that, you know, but overall, I really admire my mother because she tries and my mother's almost 72. Mm. So it's like, I can't put things on her that she's not ready to fully understand or may never understand. Like I have to love my mother for who she is and she genuinely tries. And, you know, after losing my father and coming from the South and just living, you know, in, in, in all of these different aspects of her life, she always adapted. Mm-hmm. Like, by the time she had uh, married my dad, she already had, like, nine racks. 
And she told him, like, what's up? Like, what you doing? Like, you want to date me? You know, she had her little standards and everything. Hey, my dad had to get checked. You know, so I like the way my mom moved and the way my mom grinded by herself mm -hmm. without a mother, without her father around. So, you know, those are the two examples of women that I really um, admire. And, I mean, the last one is Kalima. Like, mm -hmm. I really admire Kalima so much because when I was a young activist and advocate here in Detroit, you know, she had the courage. And I I don't know what the young man's name who owns Queens Bar, I think it's Handsome Sam who was just here. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't care. I'm going to do it regardless if it fell or not. Yeah. And that's some, ah, oh, that 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 fearlessness is, is what I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I saw in Kalima. Like, she really was saying, ain't nobody else doing this for black women like this. Mm -hmm. Watch me. Yeah, and you know she she reminds me a lot of a like renaissance woman. Mm -hmm. You know somebody who can uh, do poetry, somebody who can rap. Um, she has her LMSW. She does locks. I mean, she do it all. That's you know, and I feel like for longevity's sake, you know, you have to reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of the things that I'm really um, taking in and taking a stride from her. Mm -hmm. um, so those are all three women who. Ooh, I, I think are like part of the shit. That's what's up. So, is your family supportive of your lifestyle? I know I met you. Yolanda's cool. She, she's funny. <laughs> I met her. Um, your family as a whole, you know, because that family support, and it doesn't have to be blood family. I mean, family, sometimes we turn friends in the family you know my best friend is like my i'm closer to my best friend than i'll ever be to my shout sister out to nikita. shout out to nikita <laughs> if anything have ever happened to nikita i am done for we've already had that discussion because we spent a lot of time together over the past week so we probably won't talk for a while because we get on each other's nerves but um <laughs> your friends turn into family like how is that support system for you aside from i know you said that your mother um doesn't really agree with your lifestyle but just like your other family Everyone has been very supportive. I have actually LGBT members in my family. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been something that has been easy to just adapt with. And mm -hmm. everyone um, who meets my family just loves them because they're just, they're amazing people. They're very open-minded. So what about yours? Um, I don't talk to my mother. I haven't talked to my mother in a few years um, because... Well, it, be, it it came to a point where I was trying to please her. She still wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, hell, out of the two of us, one of us got to be happy. <laughs> so it has to be me. And yeah. and let's, just, let's be clear, it wasn't just so cut and dry. You know, my mother and I have a history um, not so great. And I just, for me, and this is for me, I just decided to take a step back um, because it became very stressful and very emotionally unhealthy for me, which turned into a lot of physical unhealthiness. So I, I put some distance between us. Um, but I do think that people that can have good relationships with their parents should. Um, I, you know, I, I just, that's just the hand I was dealt and, and, I, and I'm okay with that. But I do think, um, relationships with people's parents is important if you can have them and they're healthy and, and, you know, all of that. I think my mother at, at times tried to guilt me into 
being around and taking the abuse that she was dishing out because it's the, I'm your mother. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm your daughter. <laughs> like, I didn't ask you to make me. You brought right. me here. Right. That don't give you a right to, like, beat me down. Um, and she says it's because of my lifestyle. So I said, well, this is just who I am. You can't accept it, then fine. I was with, um, I had a, my first girlfriend. And my mother and I started really getting into it because I would spend the holidays with her even though she wasn't doing nothing. And so when my girlfriend came, she was like, well, she can't come to my house and all that. So I said, well, when I finish with my day, I'll be back at this time so that you can see your grandson. And that really bothered her. And she's like, well, you're choosing her over me. I'm like, I'm choosing me over everybody. Mm. That's the person I made the family with, and that's what happens. Fortunately, and this is where Miss Scrubs comes into play because she and I used to talk all the time. And she was very welcoming to my son. Um, my mother, you know, did her things, but like Miss Scruggs would have like a, a snack closet for him that wasn't nobody else allowed <laughs> to go into. She used to go buy like those big old stupid dumb kites. And he and her would go to the park regularly and um, family vacation. She took him Christmases was like, y'all waking up here and this kid had a living room full of stuff. Because her family just adopted him, adopted us, actually, even after my girlfriend and I broke up. My son remained close to them for a long time. Mm. So a lot of support came from them. I distanced myself from my family because of things that my mother said and because I felt like they didn't want to be bothered. Years later, I learned that that wasn't true. So, you know, I'm kind of mending relationships with them. But the friends that I have are like, it's crazy. And I, and I really feel sorry for people who don't have good friendships in their life. Mm -hmm. They're priceless. Like, you know, some of these people I've been friends with for over two decades. And I couldn't imagine my life without them. And, and those people have been my support, you know. And I have cousins in other parts of the uh, country or whatever. But I don't feel cheated. I feel really blessed. You know, usually when you tell people, like, well, I don't really talk to my family, everybody like, oh. Or, you know, people say, I don't I say I don't talk to my mother, and they're like, I'm going to pray for you. I'm like, I didn't ask you to pray for me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But have you noticed, like, in our community, LGBT, a lot of us, our friends, mm -hmm. have really became, like, our surrogate families. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether you want to talk about a house or the ballroom scene or even mm -hmm. just you know talk about a gay sage mm -hmm. you know the person who's kind of like i got you let me show you yeah. the ropes of what we do and how we do shout out to chris my best friend so, uh, <laughs> oh, <hype squad>. yeah. <laughs> um but it sounds like you've had that and that helped again like mold you and shape you mm -hmm. into who you are how did your friends and family take you changing how you dress changing your clothes and mind y'all shout out like we get a you know get our website or you know get a facebook or something i got pictures of Sharon in a dress how you got pictures of me in a dress oh my oh, god oh yeah 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 i got i got palm pictures no uh, -uh. I, didn't I got give you prime pictures oh no you gave consent to them prime pictures Damn. hey let me tell I you. I was fly. <laughs> you were fly. I was fly either way. <laughs> I was always a tomboy, though. They all knew. Like, Nikita, you know, my mother actually told my best friend that I was gay. Wow. My mother called and told, she outed me to people. And Nikita, Nikita's mom passed. 
and I remember Nikita telling me the conversation that she had with her mother. They already knew. That's the funny part. <laughs> they were waiting on me to say something. But Tita, that's what we call Nikita's mother, Tita was very adamant. You, that's your friend. I don't care. You don't stop being her friend. And mm -hmm. it wasn't that Nikita was going to, but I was like, damn, that's just really cool for your mother to not even think nothing about it and still just, like, promote the friendship. And so... They were fine, you know, and it was a gradual change. I think the hair, I started drawing, growing the dreads and, mm -hmm. and like my mother knew. So I'm like, well, hell, I ain't got to hide it no more. So I think I started wearing, like I told you, like white tees and Air Force Ones and <sighs> jeans. I went through that. Yeah, I went through that horrible phase. And then I got a, a girlfriend that upgraded me and, and then it just kind of, kind of lost my mind. <laughs> I joined the frat. I started wearing ties and tuxes. It's over now. So I used to ask them, like, well, what if I, you know, switch back to wearing dresses? And everybody's like, oh, hell no. Just, we're used to you. To, like, stay the way you are. Not that I would. I can't yeah. even, uh, you know, picture you doing Imagine me walking no, in a dress with no. some heels on. You, you know the joke video? we have. Yeah. You seen the videos of them people when they walking down the runway like they crip walking? Because that would be me. <laughs> or either the videos of the shoes, the girls with the shoes. How them shoes be breaking like that when they be like. Oh, the heels. The heels be crying. And they be falling down. They be like down. broke. You seen hey, the videos? Yeah, yeah, I seen them. Yeah, you worn out. <laughs> but they the streets too Like they just bought them cheap or something. Yeah, and that could be the case too. I don't know. I don't have those problems. I hope not. That'd be bad. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you put some gym shoes on. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be crip walking. That would be me. <laughs> that would be you. That would be me. Just tearing my knees and ankles up. So listen. Me listen to they listen. <laughs> no, everybody, everybody listen. There's some things that we want to talk about. And this is kind of Nicole's thing. I don't know. She likes celebrities and, and what they do. Yeah, Cardi B. And oh, you know I was about to say something about Cardi all I, all I know is Childish what? Gambino. This is America. That's my jump. Yeah, she tried to name it. Well, we tried to name it This is America. but It's really not America. This isn't America. I'm disgusted with America right now. I don't want to. <laughs> this is not America. That's what we should have named. This ain't nothing like America. No, but actually it is America. Oh. I think like a lot of Caucasian or documented people may say this is in, this is in America, but for all of us who are undocumented, LGBT, African, African American, this is what we've endured since Right. We've been here. Mm -hmm. So this is America. I think that people are just braver with showing their faces and their voices about how they feel without any reprimand. Well, That's some true. reprimand. Mm -hmm. but. So, what's going on with celebrities? Who you want to talk about? Cardi. <laughs> Shout, oh, <laughs> Shout out to Cardi B. She was number one again. Okay, and her why? album. What do you mean, why? Why is she no? Oh, she was number one on the, the yes, charts. Yes, on the charts. Okay. okay. No, no, well, first of all, I get into Cardi B. What What is your deal with Cardi B? I like Cardi B on Love and Hip Hop. I don't know what. I, I don't know. I listen to her. So, I mean, she got nice. She got nice beats. I don't know what she's saying sometimes. <laughs> 
And oh, then she makes those on. noises. Do That's one. that millennial stuff. I'm not a millennial. And millen- you know what else? I'm not a millennial. Whatever you didn't, y'all didn't looked up a word. Because <laughs> if I, any other time I'd be like, y'all millennial. Now we on a cusp. No, you're not. <laughs> well, now nobody want to claim it. Though. Right? Because y'all made one up real quick. Y'all went no. and got a group of people in this certain year. What's it called? You can't even Exenia- say it. Millennials. No. It's millennials Exenial. on no, the no, cusp. No, 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 no. No, but. Um, Cardi is getting a lot of flack over her album, which just uh, recently um, certified platinum. So shout out to Cardi. Shout um, out she's Cardi. getting a lot of flack because um, she called herself the king of New York. The king of New York. Yeah. Why she do that? Cause she feels like she's the king of New York. I mean, I just oh, saw it on I Instagram. It was, oh. And um, she just says she really has high self-esteem about herself. I, I can't do all the, you know, all that. But she's she saying <laughs> that why can't she, you know, she gets love in her city. She gets love um, all across the country. Mm-hmm. She feels like she's really um, doing ex- exceeding her expectations, why can't she call herself that? And I do realize that when women, when we really feel strongly about ourselves, y'all or, too powerful. You women can't be that powerful. How dare really, you feel strong? Damn it. I really feel that way. <laughs> I really feel like it's that. No, 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 girl, sit down. Like, who do you think you is? Now, when Jay Z said it, I mean, you can't compare Jay Z and Cardi. So let's let's just put that on the table but what i'm saying if she was the man do you think that people would have given her such a hard and bad reaction i think if she was a man she wouldn't be getting a lot of the slack that she's getting pure and let's be clear like i'm not mad at her i just don't know what she's talking about sometimes i mean she got some (laughs) nice beats the, the, the twerking with the baby in the belly, I don't, I don't. I'm that ain't worried. gonna do nothing to the I don't, baby. The baby gonna come out twerking. The millennials <laughs> twerk. It just gonna be no music. Oh, is they just twerk. Be, is is yeah, the cast meow gonna be a millennial bash? Sometimes. But you're gonna talk about the Gen Xers. We just be oh chillin'. y'all pessimistic. Nah, we just be chill. We tell the truth. Nah, but oh. Car- <laughs> Cardi cool. No, Cardi, I'm I'm proud of her though. Look at where she came from. I know why she was doing what she was doing. She's been very transparent and inspiring and she's all about women, right? She'd call you out on some stuff. Yes. Then she get the key to the city here. I don't know what that was we, about. We 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 no. We ain't talking about that. No, no. no. I, I can't I oh. can't even like deal with that. Oh, okay. Well <laughs> she getting keys to the city everywhere. And if she wanna be the king of New York, she can call herself the king of New York. You feel how you feel. That's what I'm saying. Who the hell can... If she feel like she the king of New York, they don't have nothing to do with nobody else. That's what I'm saying. They like, hate. Like, a lot of people... I've had, like, a few... In, I've had some crazy over the last year people in my inbox. Like, even, like especially R. Kelly's roaches. Like... You call them roaches. Y'all call them roaches. Because they say really mean things in my inbox. So who are, who are the roaches? Describe his roaches. So they're the super fans. And they R. Kelly fans. R. Kelly fans. And okay. so they'll like go with my DMs, be like, I hope you die, all this great stuff. And I just be laughing because I be like, what? Like, they go in your DM and they say they hope you die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These have to be older women because I don't even really no. know younger women who listen to R. Kelly. No, they're they're younger ones too. Younger ones? Yeah. Are they in his yeah. cult? No, no, no. I feel differently about the women in his cult than his fans. Okay. So that's a whole nother story. But my whole thing is, you know, I've had to build up a thick skin. I mean, number one because of just 
everything I've been through in my life. But number two, um, just because of the haters and some of the things that I get. Like, I post a lot of black women empowerment. And so I have gotten people to feel say that I'm being racist, and I always kind of laugh. Because like, you like black people? <laughs> black people, by the way, black people don't have the, the political or economical power to be racist. So please never refer to a black person as racist. I'm offended by that. We couldn't be racist even if we wanted to be. We're Thanks. just trying to live. Management. <laughs> and so, you know, being pro-black does not mean I'm anti-white. Uh, and so I nicknamed myself Queen. Me and my best friend got a tattoo called, you know, with name Queen on our wrist. Mm-hmm. But I felt I feel that way inside. And it's K-Q-U-E-E-N. Like, I feel like I have to have self-worth in order, like, to be a mother and to do everything I do. So when people were getting mad at her about saying, like, she was the king of New York. I'm like, why don't you want another black woman, a Puerto Rican woman, to not have high self-esteem? And when you do or you voice your opinion, you could be a boss, you know, bossy. You can be a B-I-T-C-H. All these things if you're a woman. So that's why I posed that question to you. Because I'm like, if it was J. Cole or Chance the Rapper, even though neither one of them from New York, then but it you- wouldn't be that. <clears throat> You know, I love women, though. Especially black women. We, we and, know you and, love I women. do. I love... <laughs> God. I I love and appreciate black women. I mean, and because I'm one. You know, I've never dated outside of my race. I get asked that question a lot, and it's not... You know, um, women of other ethnicities are fine, but it, I have an appreciation for black women. I even have, like dudes I know or, or people, you know, men in my family that'll, you know, try to bash the black woman. I think you just have to have a a special appreciation and understanding for the things that we go to go through. And, you know, with the attitude and they too independent and they don't need nobody. Like you should be happy about that. But you know that bruises that ego. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we had to to hold it down. So that's what we do. Don't hate on it. But you know black women will love the hell out of you too. Oh yeah. Black woman love you. They love the hell out of you. They crazy. <laughs> crazy wait, as hell. Wait, wait, what? Black women be crazy. Yeah, black women be crazy as hell. Cuz they we emotional. We got all this damn trauma that didn't travel. <laughs> I done gave you my love. Yeah. So but no, you got a good black woman. You got a champion by your side. I stand firm on that. And I just love my melanin sisters. Black women are beautiful. Different hairstyles, different complexions, different yeah, I'm, I love black. I love us. And and another beautiful black woman that uh, might be expecting is Sissa. Sissa. Oh, she about to go to jail though. What? When do you say? When's she going to jail? Sissa got to go to jail for a while. You the only one come, keep saying that. You know I've SZA looked it up. Sissa got to go to jail for about a year. For what? I don't know what she did. I don't get in people's business like that. But <laughs> I do. I know. And, <laughs> and well, they're saying SZA may be pregnant. I was very upset because I wanted to go see Kendrick when mm-hmm. he came in town. And SZA, of course, wasn't I'll there. I everybody she wasn't coming. Yeah, I'm glad I saved my time. I love Kendrick, too, though. I mean, Kendrick got some good music. He do. I just felt like we was going to see, like, stuff exploding on the stage like when he be able to Beyonce oh, he was with Beyonce I know you know they be explosive so I ain't know what's gonna happen I thought the stage was like psh, psh, psh. 
fireworks. And have you checked out the Everything Is Love? No. You have not checked out the new Beyonce and Jay Z. Oh, I probably have and don't know that's the name of it. Oh. I'll catch on when I go see her. In How concert. you like it? Beyonce and Jay Z, dope. I mean, they don't leave room for nobody else to make an album. You know, they just <laughs> drop something. They're gonna drop something next week. But I mean, you got to keep reinventing yourself. I like that hustle. You yeah. can grind with your partner like that. That's amazing. Now, I don't know what yeah. they go through. Sometimes I think he iking her. No, no, don't come get me. No, but you got a beehive right in front of you. Yeah, don't come get me. I ain't nobody. Y'all leave me, leave me alone. But I'm either a cat or a bee. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jay-Z and Beyonce are phenomenal. And I don't know what's going on in their personal lives or whatever. I know she's making babies and they smiling and jet skiing. I'm, I just looked in and rented me some jet skis today. But, did uh, you? I did. Because to see the people going down the river. Yeah. I'm, it's a place. Not far. Downtown. Wow. Do you know I'm how to swim? I'm going to some jet ski. No, I will have on a life jacket. Mm. I ain't going to fall off. Mm. I'm also not going to go by myself. So if I do fall out, somebody better be close. You're kind of clumsy. Yeah. As long as I don't hit my head. <laughs> I'm going to wear one of them helmets Jay-Z had on when he was just in. You know, I hit my head all the time. I gave myself, I think, a concussion not too long ago. Yeah. I just banged it in the car and I just started throwing up like Kenny off South Park. And <laughs> I had to go home from work because I was about to kill my damn self. I always hit my head. I don't know. It ain't big. I don't know why I do that. And I feel so like, you know how in the cartoons where like the Tweety Bird, the birds, be, I s swear I see shit like that. Like I hit my head and it's like lights and I just start tearing up like, up oh, here come another one. <laughs> it either explains get, so much. And either I get sleepy or I throw up. And I'll be all right in a couple of days. I don't even go to the hospital no more. You don't know, you'll come to, to yeah. my office and be like, uh, I think I, think I got to go home. I got to go home. <laughs> Amy be like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I, I hit my head. It's, a, it's always something with me. No, it's getting right. older is what it is. You know, I wake up some days, I don't know what's going on. Early sign of senility. Mm. Guess who I'm going to see tomorrow? Janelle Monet. Is that how you Electric say her name? Electric lady. That's not how you say her name. How I say it? Say it. Janelle Monet. Oh, okay. Mm. You said it right. Yes. She got a lot of energy. Um, I'm ready. Like, I'm going to go to sleep early, prepare. Oh I have my whole outfit put together. Are you close to the stage? Yes. <laughs> Are you trying to get her to kick you off? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that crossed my mind for a second. Her girlfriend going to beat you up. Who is she got? Man, that, we don't know if that's her girlfriend or not. That's her girlfriend. She ain't never say it. They both said it. Oh. Oh, God, you hate <laughs> I'm excited, though. You know, I'm up. going, like, I'm going by myself. I'm going to just, like, get there early. And just you should prepare. lift to the concert so I, that you can drink and then not have to worry about driving home. Well, don't drink too much by yourself. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, do you know the work we do? Yeah, I had to oh, my gosh. retract my words. You yeah. saw me in the middle like that. That would sound like a bad <laughs> It's <laughs> not sounding like a good idea. No, man, that don't sound good for me to no. go out and drink by myself. No, not like that. No. Passed out in the lift. I'm just I'm excited, like. like, and I'm wearing all pink. That's what's up. Is that her favorite? No, she like black and white. Okay. No, but oh, she has a song, Pink. Oh. And if you haven't heard it, check it out. It's like, but, you know, speaking of, like, singers and, like, mm -hmm. black women that are, like, inspiring, like, I love her music, so... Mm -hmm. 
um and she's one of those celebrities where she is like she'll t you know really speak tell you how it is but mm -hmm. she's not like messy you know she's wow. always been classy and i really liked her in hidden figures you yeah, know yeah. that was a, if you have not seen that movie you have to go see it mm -hmm. it's like it's amazing i want kaylee to go see it if she it's can sit still yeah. yeah it's pretty good um i like the electric lady that album yeah that, 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 that was really that's good. when i kind of got into janelle monae no. i like that album better than this one what yeah piper actually her and um Mahogany put me on. I got the juice. Yeah. <laughs> what was that song she was playing up here when we were up here? I got the juice. Oh, that was I got the juice. She was playing yeah. something else too. Oh, the pink. Yeah. Yep. When we were saying she learned her powers. Yes. Yeah, she learned her powers. Explain a little bit about that because, like, when you I first said that, that yeah, that. when you first said that, I mean, and like, this is this is. Do you want the clean version of it? Learning your powers or the dirty version? Of Can I get like a, a like a balance like in the middle? <laughs> is see. it possible? You see, I make up a lot of stuff because this is this is a Sharon original. <laughs> Learning your powers, <laughs> like I think that, and I say this all the time: every powerful man, there's a powerful woman behind him, next to him, however you want to look at it. And I think that they learn their powers. I mean, even I'm going to go old and, and just, like, you're going to turn your... Nancy Reagan was right with... Yeah, right. What? Listen, but she was with Ronald. Nancy was holding it down. Hillary was with Bill. I know Bill did what he did. Hillary was holding it down. Michelle, Barack, they was holding it down. Even the, the Bushes, oh. Little Wise was holding it down. You know what I'm saying? It's just about understanding your power and your capabilities. When women... When women respect themselves, when women teach, teaches someone how to treat them, when women demand things and not accept anything less, and somebody picks up on that and, and gives that to you, that's power. Mm. Women, women shape things and make moves. Now, every woman ain't going to do that. Some women are just mediocre and they ain't learn their power. They feel like I have to give, 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 give in order to get from somebody, exactly. but you don't. And when you learn that you don't have to do that and you make people treat you the way that they're supposed to treat you and you start shaping and shifting stuff, mm -hmm. oh, you've learned your power. And Janelle Monet, I said that because I was just listening to her lyrics. Now, granted, I don't know her lyrics by heart, but I listened to what she was saying at the time that I was listening to. Like Beyonce, Beyonce know her power. Like oh, yeah. Beyonce know. And I think Janelle Monet just kind of came into it and she on some other stuff right now. And I'm like, oh yeah, she learned her powers. Like She's Alicia magical. Keys knows her powers. You think Alicia Keys knows yeah. her powers? Yeah. She just kind of fell off when she got married. No, no. You just gotta, see that's another thing too. Is it sometimes just because you're not the loudest person in the room? No, she stopped making music. Like, no, I haven't heard nothing from her in a while. But she's doing other, so many other things. Is she? Okay. You know who also knows their power? Oprah. Oh, hell yeah. Oprah gives <laughs> out power. <laughs> Oprah, you got power. You got, Oprah make people powerful. Now, that's power, too. Yeah. Like, she yeah. got like a, she a fairy guy. She got a wand. Like, phew, you got power. Yeah. You got power. I would love to be like that. Man, that's a lot. But she handles it so gracefully. That's because of who's in the back, though. Steady. Like, everybody got a squad. Yeah. 
and each squad got a duty. How do you feel about that too? Because I know we talk about like, you know, the Stedmans and the who was Whitney's booze Robin. I want me a Robin or a Stedman. I know you do. <laughs> you want somebody to stay home and cook? I do. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd want that. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Why? My, Why do you want that? You know, it, and I was going to ask you a question, actually, about oh. women who know their powers. Sexy. Does it... Do you think that has to be just powers from, like, learning how to treat yourself or get treated by men or by women and men, and it doesn't matter? By anybody. Mm -hmm. I I mean, not even just, like, romantic relationships, just period. Mm. You know, it's not even about just romantic relationships. It could be business. Like, in order for you to be a corporate woman or a professional woman, like, and succeed, you have to have a certain level of confidence and know yeah. how to carry yourself and sway in and out of a room. Yeah. Like, that's power. So when we talk about these people, like, even in their relationships, I, I just think they running it. And, and, and then, and and then they could get down in the boardroom, too. Like, but, that's power. But you see, I don't mind a person having, like, their own career. Mm-hmm. But I don't like cooking. I don't like... I don't like cleaning. I don't like any of that stuff. Oh, you don't like domestic stuff? No. Well, you should call Mary Maid. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Maid's coming and swoop in. I'll do it, but I don't want someone without their own goals or aspirations. Don't, don't get it twisted. Okay. But you So know. you want them to be domestic and ambitious? <laughs> How do you how do you handle because here's the thing, like two alpha females is kinda this thing feel like this delay. Two alpha females is kinda weird. You know, uh-huh. like how does that work? And that sounds like something or do you like more submissive? Oh my goodness, this is I feel like I'm on a, a dating Well podcast. you started asking about we were talking about... I mean, Janelle Monae's girlfriend, I guess, said this off. Even though I don't think that's her girlfriend. That's her girlfriend. You just I'll don't find want out, it to be no, her girlfriend. No, I'll find out tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> you don't go ask her. I am. Do you think that's possible, though? Like, you don't have to get into detail. I know you're pretty personal well, about stuff like that. But do you think it's possible? Like, how does that work? You know, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to change the Bible myself. Because a lot of people think that um, I'm kind of standoffish. Mm-hmm. But just from being the only child and being quiet, I kind of sit back and I don't talk a lot about myself. So, um, so that's why I have a well, we have a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I date or I find myself more attracted to alpha males and alpha females. Mm-hmm. So when you ask that question, it's hard with both. Mm-hmm. So. I'm learning to compromise a lot more and to be a lot more submissive and pick my battles. Mm. Like, I always don't have to have the last word. But okay. <laughs> you laugh because you think I have that last word. In some way, yeah. 
But my career has been a catalyst mm -hmm. for almost all my relationships ending. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now, I'm really trying to, like I said, with my family coming in and, and my daughter growing up, I'm really trying to reinvent, like, what's important to me mm -hmm. and try to understand that women... We don't, quote-unquote, have to have it all based on society standards. But, like, what feels good for us mm -hmm. and, and what I need to make me happy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm kind of in a good space. That's what's up. What I about you? I think a lot of people, oh, me. I like alpha female. I, I, I don't do well with, with passive and submissive. Like, sometimes you got to snatch me up and make me pay attention. But I like, I mean, not like, come here. No, just like, hey, pay attention. No, but, yeah, that's what I need, aggressiveness. I mean, plus I just like ambitious women too. I like a partner. Like, let's go out here and make it happen. I don't like, you know, stuff by myself. I like working together. And um, supporting whatever she's doing, she supports whatever I'm doing. It's great to me. That's what I like. Hmm. Yeah. So... <clears throat> We're about to wrap up here, but another thing that we wanted to do was kind of something we call Watchtower, where we're talking about people in the community. So who in the community you want to give a shout-out to based off of what they're doing? Oh, so many people. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Liliana, Liliana Reyes. Reyes. Uh, you know, just having a meeting with her uh, about, a, about a week or so ago. I, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you think you know a person and mm -hmm. you know... Uh, how much they do but just to hear it come out of her mouth i mean she's all over the place like she got a twin or something mm -hmm. but um she is a interim executive director for affirmations mm -hmm. and um the level of training that she does in our community lgbt um to make us know that, that there's a champion out there to make the community more knowledgeable mm -hmm. uh, safety protocols and everything she's going across uh, the state doing that and I just want to say shout out to her shout out to her I feel like she got a clone she's everywhere <laughs> she be like at the airport down river like it's just crazy up north in the middle Saginaw <laughs> eating taco shout out to Liliana I feel like Liliana has a clone or a twin that she's not telling us about I think so yeah I want to give a shout out to Tawana and LaShawn Peterson Jackson. Who? Yes, they are real estate brokers and they grind hard for the community. Um, and they grind hard for you even when you're not clients anymore. But they're a married couple. I love them. I want to have them on one time, talk about relationships and family. They're actually married and they have grandchildren and they like wow. live together. Like they're like for real, like years together instead of. Oh, I'm in love. I met you yesterday. They're not U-Haul lesbians. Right. Oh, wait. We got a new thing called U-Haul lesbians. That ain't new. I never heard U-Haul lesbians. You never heard new U-Haul No. You meet somebody, then a week later, you putting all this no, stuff in No, I know that. Like, like yeah, yeah, I know the, like, the 20. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to them. That's I've been rare. before. They're like unicorn. I was one before. Well, I wasn't one. Somebody was one. She moved with me. <laughs> I like shacking. You like shacking? I like living with somebody, yeah. Oh, oh, uh. I do. So, we're going to end it. I'm going to ask a couple questions. And one question that you was asking is, what does Detroit mean to you? Mm, you're going to throw that back on me. Yeah, I'm going to ask you your question. <sighs> uh, I just, you know, I'm a tattoo. I'm a tattoo girl. I'm an ink girl. 
Um, so I just got the Lotus Flower, um, the Santillo. That's one of my favorite colors. And mm -hmm. um, it's about rebirth and spiritual enlightenment mm -hmm. and being uh, and doing things for others without any uh, type of gain or any intent. Um, and so I got this tattoo because I do believe in a rebirth of Detroit. No, I did not say gentrification. No. <laughs> Let's I'm clear that up. That. But I believe in the rebirth. I believe in the healing. I believe in um, us uplifting and empowering each other because I live, work in a city. Mm -hmm. um, and so Detroit just to me means rebirth. We're constantly um, getting through and surviving. But now we're really showing the world what we're capable of. Yeah. And it's important for us especially as brown folk, to stay and, and not not go away mm -hmm. um, and to show the new people that it's a space for you, but I ain't going anywhere. I ain't going nowhere. You know I get on them, too, when they come here, and they're like, I bought a house in me, What did you do for the people that lived there before? Don't See, I cut up more happy. slack than that. I don't cut up Yeah, I know. I know you don't. I don't care. Well, what does Detroit mean to you? It's home. Detroit is so dope. And you know what? Like, I know people from all over, and they, you know, they say little slides stuff, and then when they finally come to Detroit, then they'll be like, oh, my God, like, I didn't know. Or people will be like, you know, y'all just look like y'all have so much fun, and I'm like, yeah. But when people don't want to come, I ain't mad about it, because I'm like, you know, less traffic, and <laughs> tourism, you know, lower hotel prices and all of that good stuff, but it's home. Detroit made me. You know, it's a melting pot. You know, I'm a foodie. I told you why I like food. Mm -hmm. I'm a while ago and indulge in it and you have all of the different ethnicities that come and the culture of the city and like you were saying, my father also came from Mississippi to work in the plants and you know, it's just Detroit is just so dope. Like mm -hmm. art, everything you could think of. We're so cultured here. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of that, like Miss Corona's going to be on with us next time and yes. she just hairlined the show in Berlin because Berlin is going through gentrification and some of the same things that we are here in Detroit. And Detroit, when I say I'm saying, people watching us. So they can hate all they want to. Mm -hmm. We're setting the tone for a lot of stuff. And I'm going to ask you something else. Uh, something that people don't know about you. What do you want to share? <laughs> Making the call open up. Oh, gosh. This is so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> feel like you're being like a therapist. I am. It's $100 an hour. $100 an hour? I'm expensive. I know my worth. Well, you do know your worth. Paid it. <laughs> Tried it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, hmm. What is something people don't know about me? Um, that I'm really, really shy. Like, shy to a fault. Like, even if I like someone, like, if I'm attracted to someone, I don't want to make eye contact, I blush. Um, oh, my God, you start acting weird. I start acting <laughs> weird. Uh, it, it took me a long time to really be boisterous, and it's only because of my job and my activism, but I'm a mm -hmm. really shy person. Mm -hmm. So when people hear my speeches or hear me talk and do my motivational you know, shindigs, they think, like, oh, you could so powerful, you know. And I'm like, I am, but I like going home and, like, Netflix, mm -hmm. reading a book. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not really, like, one of those people that's just, like, screaming to the top of my lungs. Now, can I get sassy and dance around and, you know, 
vogue a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. But in all honesty, like, I'm a very shy person. I always have been. That's what's up. No about you? Some people don't know about me. A lot. I don't talk. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't like flowers. Oh, gosh. I hate flowers. That is so weird. You really going to tell them this on the first episode? That I was... I used to be afraid of them because my mother tortured me when I was little. And I swore... So, I went and bought my mother some roses. <clears throat> it was one of my grandmother. And the rose... You know how they was closed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give my mother some flowers. Oh, so, so, I gave her the flower. And they called me in the room to look at it because it was opening. But in my mind, and I know this couldn't have happened, it was like red eyes. There was two red dots that looked like eyes <laughs> and this red line that looked like a mouth. And they kept making me touch the flower because the flower was opening. And I was screaming and crying and screaming and crying. I was so happy when it <laughs> felt like it lasted all day. It couldn't have lasted that long. But ever since then, I don't really mess with flowers. I can touch them now. Like, I... <laughs> I give them and I send them to people. Like, I can hold them, but if I see them opening, <laughs> I ain't doing it. So that don't send me no flowers. You can send me an edible arrangement, but no flowers. That has to be one of the weirdest things I've, I I have I've a lot of weird things. I'm scared of, like, like if I fell in the water next to a big ship, I have a heart attack, too. Oh, yeah, you're scared of big objects. I don't like big objects. I don't like heights. I don't like Celine Dion. <laughs> Why don't you like Celine Dion? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can't stand her. What is Celine Dion? One I of the sweetest people voice. on the no, earth. No, she's not. You don't know that. What's she doing? I don't like Celine oh Dion. God. And I don't like clowns. It. It. Okay. Didn't we go see it? Mm -hmm. And I ran? No, you was, like, hyperventilating. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like he was going to come out the screen. <laughs> I would have scared you, but I didn't feel like you swinging on me or nothing, so I just let you be. So, yeah. All right. So we're about to end this out. Last thing we want to do, I want to talk about experience at a bad place. What's that restaurant downtown that we went to after Pride? Mm, the Foundation? The Foundation. I'll ever go to the Foundation. Ooh. And he just talked about it a little bit at how the restaurants do the host and the greeting and stuff. Yeah. To try to discourage you from coming in. Yeah. Like they, they wanted us to sit in the front and eat appetizers like we wasn't good enough to eat in the back, you know. So we went to Townhouse, but I was pretty disturbed about that. But yeah. I told you, I said, I can't wait to get this podcast because I'm going to say, do not go to the foundation. Forget them. Don't take your money there. Oh, my gosh. Did you really just shade yeah, them? Yeah, I did the shade them. And that bowling alley, we just had an episode oh of that bowling alley in, um, where was that? Berkeley. I'm in the sun, so yeah, Hartford, you can Hartland, shade. some kind of heart, something in Berkeley. It's a bowling alley. It's bowling called Heartland Bowling Something like that. I ain't got nothing to do again. I'm in it's the sun. It's on 12 Mile Road. It's across from a Dairy Queen. Don't go there. <gasps> the lady was very racist. Um, a masculine and center lesbian. You know, I, I talk about my masculine and center lesbians. Um, she lied on her. The police came. They snatched her out the car, illegally searched her car to Berkeley Police. Yes, they did. And they took her to jail, made her pay money. They didn't read her rights and all of this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put her name out there, but I will never. That was my first and last time going to that bowling alley. 
And um, they need to fire that lady because she sat there and lied and she was saying demeaning things all night. So that's what we're going to do. Every time we have a podcast, we're going to talk about good places and bad places, good doctors, bad doctors. Can I shout out uh, Mama Cool's? Mama Cool. Mama Cool's boutique. So she going to get me together for, uh, well, sure, got me together with my jewelry for the Janelle Monet concert. I'm excited to have that. But she is a woman of color. She's Latina. And she has a beautiful boutique on Trumbull. And what is that? Trumbull and Bagley. And Bagley. And all my, my, my rings come from her. Well, I don't want to say that because don't y'all go buy them. Yeah, because it's not that many. So. Yeah, well. But man, ring, male rings. My but it's a lot of cute stuff for yeah, cool the fans. So nice she is really nice. So yeah. yeah, I just wanted to end it on a positive note. In the sun over here because Sharon is yeah, in I'm the telling. shade. I'm telling you. Yes. People don't know who they know. People don't know who they do. Ignorant foul things too. You don't know when you treat people bad. Who knows who? So if you don't find it in your best interest to treat people courteous and gracious, especially people who are spending their money and supporting your business. I know that's right. I'm telling. I'm you, telling. Was that a hiss? Yeah. <laughs> the yes, cat's I'm meow. Telling. So we do have a Facebook page. It's called The Cat's Meow. We ain't got no pictures up there yet because we're still working that out. Yeah, we a little hood with it. But we, we're going to get it together. And if you know any, any project that we've done, whether it be together or individually, it's always good. So it's just a Facebook page. But when we get that up and going, definitely want you to comment on there. Good, bad, don't matter. Just say something, post some stuff, like act a little silly. We'll be having contests. Uh, and next time I'm wearing cat ears. She is. She so. probably has them. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully it'll be recorded. Yeah. Like where we you can see that. And I'm gonna get some fresh around. Okay. Yeah. So next week we're gonna have Miss Corona on here and uh Kate and Eve are gonna come and they're gonna record us for the documentary. What's the echo where my cat ears? You can wear your cat ears. So shout out to Kate and Eve between the lines, shout out to Miss Corona. Yes. Shout out to Detroit is different for letting us have Corey. this podcast. Shout out Kari. Shout out to Piper Carter too. Yes. So thank y'all for listening and we will see you next time. Bye bye. You're listening to the Cat's Meow podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network.